Good Friday morning. Welcome to the Sportstopia Waiver Wired Show. I am here with the legend himself, Dr. A. I'm Jonas Nader. This will be the first waiver wired column of the year. Now, most teams have only played once so far, but we already have a good idea of a few pickups. So we're just going to jump right in, Doc. Who is the number one guy to pick up this week? Is it Xavier Tillman? Go. Well, Jonas, first of all, it's a pleasure to be here with you this morning. It's a pleasure. Uh, you'll be happy to know that when my alarm went off, my famous alarm, I immediately thought it was Monday and I had a 10 o'clock tea time at a charity golf event. And I jumped out of bed and put my shoes on, got ready to call my buddy and tell him I was going to be late. <clears throat> now I took a deep breath, shook off the cobwebs and realized that, no, I, I don't play golf today. I'm talking waiver wire today, bro. Uh, so I'm kind of excited about that. I'm also, I also was up late last night, uh, having a tw Twitter X fest and a guy was asking me about the keynote, the keynote speaker. And it, I think his, uh, autocorrect was changing Keontae George to keynote George. Of course. And I'm not really dialed in to keynote george right now so i'm i'm excited to see what you have to say about him as far as the top pickup right now um i think for me it's Derek lively and i, I don't even know if you have him on your list to talk talk about today but uh he should be yeah <clears throat> i watched that mavericks game it's Luca and Kyrie against the world. Like they need a big man to help out there. Um, and uh, Derek Lively, everybody tuned into that game to see what Wembenyama was going to do, right? Victor Wembenyama and, and just the young, fun Spurs in general. But I think a lot of people left that game thinking, why have I not heard more about Derek Lively? Heading into this season, he looked awesome. I think he had 16 and 10, uh, maybe a block and a steal, hit seven of eight shots, played 31 minutes, came off the bench to start the game. Um, but the Mavericks immediately realized that Houston, there was a problem and they needed uh, they needed him in the lineup. What and was up with that, started by the way? In the second half. What was up with that, by the way? So they started Derek Lively all preseason. They said he was going to start. Um, they said Josh Green was going to start. He started most of the preseason. And then tip-off comes, and Jason Kidd starts, Maxi Cleaver, and Derek, Derek Jones, Jr. Jones Jr., who I honestly wasn't even sure was still in the NBA. So, yeah, I don't know what I don't know what Jason Kidd's doing there. Um, He's just trolling at this point. He has he to hate, be. He hates fantasy managers, Jonas. Yeah. He's, he's sort of like the new um, – Pop, I think. And credit to Pop, too. He let Lively go out, or he let uh, Women Yama go out there and play as many minutes as he could with foul trouble. So, yeah. But I, I'm Derek Lively in ESPN leagues is only 16% rostered right now. Um, that's just a, that's just a, a done deal. Now, I'm not dropping, um, a stud to, to go get Derek Lively, but if I drafted, um Bogdan Bogdanovich. Um, right. If I had Miles Bridges on my roster, if you had if Paul Reed on your roster, 
right? Another Who's one, that? Paul Reed. Paul Reed for the 76ers. A lot of people had him as a sleeper, played 15 I'd minutes last night. much so. rather have Lively than Paul Reed. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and that's the thing. Uh, this whole waiver-wired thing this early in the season, I think who you're dropping is almost as important as who you're picking up. And somebody last night told me, oh, yeah, I went out and got, got this guy. And I was like, well, who'd you drop? He was like, Andrew Wiggins. I don't know. I don't know if that was that's going to be the right call when it all is said and done. You got to be, you've got to be swift. You got to be daring on the waiver wire this early in the season, but you also have to kind of be conservative and smart. The dude dropped Andrew Wiggins after one day. That's just harsh. So I think we're both in agreement here, though, though. Derek Lively is probably the top pickup. Now, I did mention Xavier Tillman, but he's like 67% rostered now in Yahoo. It's still very low in ESPN. And the same is kind of true for Lively. So Lively is 48% rostered in Yahoo. And like you just said, 60% in ESPN. So if he's available, go grab him. I think me and you both agree. If we were ranking our players today, Lively would be in that top 100 because of the minutes he saw last night, because of the activity around the rim. He had a block shot, had a double-double. Um, and he's the first mobile center that Lucas had since he's entered the league, it feels like, too. So um, all signs are pointing up for him. Uh, let's move on to the next one. Let's go with – I didn't put Denny Avgis because he's just so rostered already. Let's go with um, Cam Thomas. Yeah, let's talk about another obnoxious obnoxious yeah. pickup right now. <laughs> so Cam Thomas, he's basically leading the league in usage rate, if I remember correctly. It was just something insane had like 35, 36 points in like 25 minutes. Um, I don't know if you're watching the game, but he didn't play much late, and the crowd was just letting him have it. The coach, I don't know what he's doing. Jacques Vaughn said most of his players are only going to play 28 to 29 minutes a night. And if you have Mikel Bridges right now, you're like, what the heck, dude? But Mikel Bridges actually ended up playing, I think, like 35. And after the game, he was like, yeah, that's that number is probably coming down. He's like, what are they doing? The weird thing is, Doc is the Nets don't even own their first-round pick this year. It goes to Houston. So what is the point of playing eight or nine players for 25 to 28 minutes? Like, what's the thinking there? I just don't get it. So Yeah, it's annoying. Jacques Vaughn is old. He's an old-school guy. Um, I mean, he's obviously aware of load management. He wants to keep his guys fresh. But... The thing about Cam Thomas is this is not the first time we've seen this, right? Like right. last year in February, Cam Thomas had a three-night 40-point stand where he yeah. went 40, 40, 40, back to back to back. He also had another 40-pointer at the end of the season. He had a streak of 20-point games earlier in the year. But – just as soon as he would get hot and have these 40-point bonanzas, he'd come back a week later and score seven or yeah. two or zero or 11. And then you add in the fact that a lot of times um, the residual numbers that go along with those points and threes haven't really been there. Like he's, he's not a um, well-rounded fantasy player historically – so it's easy to get all hung up on his points and his scoring when it happens. But then by the time you get him in your lineup, a lot of times that party is already over and that ship has already sailed. So to me, I think 
Cam Thomas is a lukewarm uh, fantasy flyer pickup right now. But I mean, I definitely like to see what happens tonight. I remember last year, like after that stretch of three games where he had like 40 to 44 points or whatever. I remember he was out of the rotation shortly after that too, right? So he was just he back was. in the doghouse after a couple of weeks. He was. So I'm curious to see how they handle him now. I will say though, he is a much better fit next to Ben Simmons than Spencer Dinwiddie is. Like if Spencer Dinwiddie doesn't have the ball, he's useless, right? It's not the, he's not the world's best shooter. Uh, he's not going to defend much. Uh, neither is Cam, to be fair. But I just think Cam's a much better fit next to Ben. And Ben looked really good. I know um, you're his biggest fan, Doc, Ben Simmons, but he looked really good. <laughs> uh, yeah, not a huge Ben guy. He did look good. He also looked good all preseason. True. So we're True. sort of – I'm sort of um, – by the way, Cam Thomas, 28.5% rostered ESPN. Um, I'm sort of where we were last season at this time with Laurie Markinen on Ben Simmons because okay. Markinen had that big Eurobasket run where he went off. Then he went off in the preseason. He had a good training camp. And now, um, and then when the regular season got here, Markinen just kept it going. And we keep hearing that Ben Simmons looks great. Ben Simmons is running the floor. Ben Simmons is mentally there. Ben Simmons is playing defense and offense, um, hustling. And he, he looked pretty good in, in, in game one. So I've actually got Ben at the end of a couple of rosters, mm -hmm. which I don't, I don't have a problem with. And uh, I kind of agree with you. I think that Cam Thomas is a good fit with Ben. And – I think that Cam Thomas uh, that we saw last year where he kept going in and out of the doghouse, maybe yeah. more out of the doghouse than in the doghouse this year. I like him as a pickup, and um, a lot of people do as well because his roster ship is up 22%. From 22 all the way from – he's from 6% all the way up to 28 in ESPN, so – uh, he's been picked up a bunch, but there's still a lot of leagues where he's available. Well, Doc, let's head over to Atlanta, your stomping grounds, and talk about probably the most exciting player on this list for me this week, and that's Jalen Johnson. Now, he started a few preseason games over DeAndre Hunter. We were never given a reason why. Um, when the season tipped off, it was back to Hunter in the starting lineup, but Jalen Johnson played a ton of minutes. I think it was like 28, 29. It was 29 minutes in the season opener. Had, I think it was 21 points. Yep, 21 points, seven rebounds, two assists, two steals, a block, and I think one three pointer as well. So, really like stood out to me. 29 to 31 minutes, somewhere in there. Yeah, 29 minutes. Yep. So, he, he was basically their sixth man, which was kind of odd. They played a lot of bigger lineups. Um, Akongu was in foul trouble a little bit, but that didn't really matter. They played Jalen Johnson primarily at the four. Remember, there's no John Collins this year. That's going to be huge for him. They slid DeAndre Hunter down to the three, and they didn't play AJ Griffin much too. So I like I kind of like the rotation calls there if it means we're going to get 28, 29 minutes of Jalen Johnson because for the last two years, I mean, you've seen him. He's been really, really strong in limited minutes off the bench, but now he's finally going to have that big role we've all been waiting for, and there's just so much to like about his stat, stat profile. Well, I flipped over to that game, and just as I flipped over uh, – Jalen Johnson had a breakaway traffic dunk. Bogey Bogdanovich had a like reverse throwdown in the paint 
on the next play. And then the next play down, Jalen cut through traffic again and threw another dunk down. It was like I tweeted Jalen Johnson's having his own personal uh, dunk contest right now on TV. And by the end of the game, really the only Atlanta Hawk that looked good in that game was Jalen Johnson. So I think we have to take this with a little bit of a grain of salt. Um, DeJounte and Trey combined to shoot seven of 33, I believe. Um, they were just terrible. A Kongwu was invisible. Clint Capella's 100 years old, it feels like. Um, <laughs> DeAndre Hunter is about to be run out of Atlanta. Like, people do not. People are done waiting for DeAndre Hunter to develop. Yep. This kid, Jalen Johnson, think about him. He met the eye test. He looked like the best player on the court for the, for Atlanta in that game. I can't wait to see what happens in, in game two on Friday night. And 9.3, Jonas, 9.3% rostered at ESPN. What Do you know what he is in Yahoo? Yeah, Yahoo is 35%. I think it went up by like 10% in a day too, so. He's a guy that you were taking in the last round as a flyer, and man, he hit big time. So uh, I really like him. Uh, real quick, speaking of DeAndre Hunter, do you remember when there was like a bunch of DeAndre Hunter versus Cam Reddish debates? Well, the, the answer to that debate is neither player now. Don't <laughs> say that. The answer to that question is Jalen Johnson. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's move on to some injury news. So Nick Claxton tweaked his sorry, he tweaked his ankle. We know very little about the injury because that's how the Brooklyn Nets operate. So that has me running to the wire to grab someone named Dayron Sharp. It is someone, it's his third year center. The Nets are very, very high on. Um, they even switched their second unit defensive system um, just to benefit him. So they really do like him. Um, I'm pulling up his per 36 minute stats because he's probably going to get 28 to 30 minutes if he stays out of foul trouble. And last year they were really, really strong. He was at 15 points, 13 rebounds, 2.4 assists one steal and 2.1 blocks. And that again, per 36 minutes. So a very, very easy pickup. He's readily available. Let me pull up his roster ship. If you can pull up on ESPN as well. Well, I'm dude, in ESPN, ESPN, it's going to be, it's going to be about zero. I, I I can tell you that right now. 5% on Yahoo. So he is widely available. You may get one or two games out of him at most. If Clax's injury is not serious, but still that is a huge bump of production from your pickup. So I would definitely add him. Just don't drop someone you're going to really miss. I was going to say, Jonas, do you do you have any players in mind that you would drop to pick up Sharp? Well, you've seen players like uh, a Mike Conley with a very lackluster line, for example, kind of like those players that are on that 120 to 140 range that are kind of, eh. you got your Kevin Huerters of the world. Um, <clears throat> obviously, Miles Bridges, if you don't want to wait for him, he, he may not even play this year. Yeah, kind of I mean, a lot this of those is more like his – more like a streamer option, right? Right. right. Um, 0.7% at ESPN. And yeah. the other thing that, that's interesting about Dayron Sharp and Nick Claxton, I, I kind of feel like Nick Claxton is going to play tonight. Uh, I feel like if his ankle was, was that bad, we would have. We'd hear more about it by now, but no, they ruled him out. They ruled him oh, out. He's yesterday. done. He's not playing. Yes. Surprisingly, they just ruled him out. They didn't say anything about it. They just ruled him out. Well, I slept through that one while I was watching um, those fun games on Thursday night. Uh, so, Dayron Sharp's playing. Yeah. Excellent streaming option. He should have been in my 
ESPN risers and followers column today. Maybe I'll add him when we're done. But um, if that's the case, he's going to go against Derek Lively uh, and these defenseless slash once centerless Mavericks uh, at eight thirty tonight. So that that's actually a great matchup for Dayron Sharp too. Kind of like keep, that. Keep this in mind too. If he plays well. And if Vaughn keeps his word about playing his players 25, 28 minutes, then all of a sudden there's at least 20 minutes available for Sharp if he claims his backup role too. So, uh, and one more thing too, if they're really not clocks in the day in advance, it could be a multiple game injury. So just keep that in mind. Um, That's the next savvy, guy I want to talk about, Doc. Oh, savvy take there, Jonas. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. The next guy I want to talk about is Malik Monk. Um, has never really been the best fancy player because of a lack of peripheral stats. But in his first game last night, he had, or two nights ago, I should say, he had 10 points, seven assists, two blocks, and two three-pointers. Had nine three-point attempts. Um, had a decent amount of minutes at 23. Um, didn't shoot the ball that well, but I really like that usage. The Kings do not have a deep bench right now. Um, Monk's advanced playmaking stats have shot up over the last year. He has really become a really good playmaker. Um, as a Charlotte fan back in the day, I can tell you he has come a very, very long way in a few short years. So um, I really like Malik Monk as an ad. He is their sixth man. Um, he is kind of rostered in a bunch of leagues in Yahoo. I don't know what he is in ESPN if you want to pull it up, but he's at 40% in Yahoo. Um, I think he's going to be able to do just enough to sneak into that top 100 if he can get to 25, 26 minutes. That's the one thing he needs is more minutes because he needs the ball in his hands to have value. <coughs> 18% at ESPN. Yeah. Uh, Jonas, I think the reason that the ESPN and Yahoo numbers are so different is I've been told that uh, ESPN leagues in general, I don't know if it's because there's so many of them. I don't know if it's because how it's promoted, but it seems like there's eight to 10 uh, teams in a lot of ESPN leagues. And I feel like Yahoo leagues, are more exclusively like 12 team, 10 team leagues. So right. um, I think that the roster ship numbers are bigger in Yahoo than they are ESPN. Something to keep in mind. I think if you're in a 12 team league at ESPN, a lot of these guys that have this super low roster ship are may, may be gone in your league, but right. Malik Monk, 18% rostered at ESPN. Uh, like you said, six man of the year candidate Cam Thomas falls in that mm -hmm. uh, under that same umbrella. Um, 10.7 assists, two blocks, uh, his first game. So, uh, yeah, he, he's a he's a fun, interesting stream tonight and pick up if if you have somebody to cut. Uh, just a warning though, he does play two games next week, so he's kind of falling down the list just for that reason alone. But long term, I think there's a lot to like. Um, let's move on to one of my favorite late round flyers this year. And that is Jonathan Isaac. Now, uh, when I said Jonathan Isaac before the show, you gave me a little bit of pushback. Um, what's your problem with Jonathan Isaac, doc, uh, injuries, obviously what else? Well, you said he's really good. He looks really good. I'm like, yeah, he's looked really good. We've heard stories, you know, he, he's like a Bigfoot. He's like <laughs> Nessie. The Loch Ness Monster. When I was a kid, I was all about the $6 million man and the Loch Ness Monster and Bigfoot. But I've, I've never seen him live. Um, and it's sort of like 
Jonathan Isaac. I hear stories, I hear myths, and I hear legends about how amazing he's going to be every single season. I've still, I still honestly can't tell you the last time that I personally saw him on my television playing basketball. Now, if I was, if I was you, or if I was someone more dedicated to their craft, I would have been watching every Orlando Magic preseason game on bated breath, waiting to see what Jonathan Isaac looked like. But I, I didn't do it. Um, so I, I just, I just. You know, what was it? <laughs> what was it? President Bush said one time. He he messed it up. So bad. He's like, "Fool me once." Oh yeah. Fool you twice. Fool <laughs> me three. Uh, I'm just. I'm just. I can't. I can't. I. I, I mean, I think Isaac has so much potential that he's worth keeping at the end of your bench, stashing on IR, whatever you can do with him, but. I just, I'm not going to believe it till I see it, Jonas. I've just been hooked since like three, four years ago. Remember his last healthy season, which seems like forever ago at this point. He was like 13th or 14th and nine cat in like the first few months of the season. Then he got hurt. And now he's back and healthy. He's moving around really well, unlike last year when he took return briefly. But 14 minutes, he had 11 points, four rebounds, a block, and a three pointer. And it's not just Wednesday night against Houston either. Like in the preseason, he was one of the best per minute players out there. He looked really good. Um, lots of position versatility too. He can play the three. He can play the four. He could even play the five if he really wanted to. Um, I think the Magic are going to ramp his minutes up slowly. So like you said, you're going to have to be patient. But man, we're talking about my last pick here. Um, instead of streaming, I'd rather just hold on to Jonathan Isaac. And if he gets to 26, 28 minutes, I have a top 50 player on my hands. I'm very, very confident about that. I like the fact that you said he could play. He could he could even play center if he wanted to. Yes. Um, if, if he was in charge of the team, I, I'm thinking he could play all five positions, and he might even get more than 14 minutes uh, in a game. I'd hope so. That's the thing. I think it's baby steps with Isaac. If we're still talking about him uh, in January – you're going to look like a very smart person. I'm going to sound like an idiot. Um, if he's still playing in January, then yeah, I, I, I think those minutes will be more like 27, 28, and the numbers will reflect that. He He's going to put up big numbers if he can stay healthy. So he is a huge question mark in a lot of our minds. I think so many long-term fantasy managers have been burned, maybe yeah. because you're such a young youthful lad you still have hope and optimism with jonathan isaac that some of us old grizzled veterans do not have so i kind of like it old grizzled veteran i love that all right well speaking of old grizzled veterans doc let's move on to delon right <laughs> <laughs> i think that's the perfect segue for him um so i didn't have delon right on my sleeper this this year and i kind of regret it he just seemed like an odd fit on this roster, right? He's like one of the few veterans on the team. The Wizards are probably the worst team in the NBA. I don't think there's any argument there. They looked horrible in that season opener against Indiana. They got blown apart. Um, but DeLon Wright, he was their bright spot. And honestly, if you look back to last year, um, he was a fifth rounder in nine cat and no one really talks about it. 
I don't know if they're uncomfortable talking about it or what, but the DeLon Wright propaganda machine is back and running. Last year, he was at 7.4 points, but you're like, yeah, that's terrible. But he had 3.9 assists, 3.6 rebounds, 1.8 steals. Uh, so right there's the kicker. He's going to win steals by himself some weeks because he's just a permanent machine there, right? So I like DeLon right there a lot. Um, we can't say for sure that the minutes we saw in the opening night are going to stick because, like I said, the Wizards are blown out. But they're probably going to get blown out every single night, Doc. What do you think? They're going to give up 140 points every night. They play no defense. DeLon Wright is probably their best defensive player. Yep. <clears throat> I How old is DeLon Wright? Let, let's play that game. Uh, I bet he's 29. Old. I'm going to say he's 29. I'm going to go with 20. I'm going to go with 28. Okay. Uh, but he, he's 3.6% rostered at ESPN. Um. He has a very fantasy friendly game. Like he he gets steals, he hits mm-hmm. threes, he'll block shots. And if they're gonna let him play uh 20 to 25 minutes a night, then he's gonna put up he's gonna put up numbers and statistics. Mm-hmm. And they need someone to try to stop Jordan Poole from shooting the basketball. And it could be his teammate uh Delon yeah. Wright who does that. He's 31, by the way. So I was two years off. You were three 31. years off. So. He is an old grizzled veteran. He's an old grizzled veteran. I love that. He does not meet the Dr. A criteria for being <laughs> under 30 years old to be on my team. But yeah, I, I will say though, Doc, like with the way this roster is shaping up, I feel like DeLon Wright's going to be like their trade, their trade ship come the deadline, right? There's going to be a lot of contenders looking for DeLon Wright. Um, I know the Hornets were all over him this offseason. They really wanted him to be their backup and just didn't make it happen. So I think DeLon Wright is a very, very strong candidate to move. So when that happens, that could be a good thing. could be a bad thing. So we'll have to see. But yeah, I, I do like him as an ad, just a much better ad in category leagues as opposed to points leagues. All right, let's go back to your second favorite team, the Dallas Mavericks. I know a really well-coached and well-run organization that we're all fans of, right? They gave Luke, Luca all the help they need. Let's go with Josh Green. Now, we said this at the beginning of the show. He should have been starting on opening night, and they went with Derek Jones Jr., who his <laughs> only skill is being able to jump 40 inches. So congratulations, Jason Kidd. <laughs> you trolled yourself. But Josh Green, <laughs> just like Derek Jones Jr., is a very good athlete, but he's also a very good defender, and he's a good three-point shooter now. Um, I'll pull up a stat line in a second, but I really like what I saw. Um, he was really good in the preseason. The Mavericks gave him a big extension. I don't know what the heck they were doing when they didn't start him, but I think they will in the next game. Doc, what do you think? 1% rostered at ESPN. Uh, where is he at Yahoo? So Yahoo's at, he's at 7%. So he's still kind of a little, a little bit of a secret. Um, well, yeah, he's, he's that's, I mean, he sort of belongs being a secret after that lackluster start. But look, how many guys are sitting on your waiver wire that play for a bad team with tons of opportunity who played 30 minutes in the open. Yeah. Like that 30 minutes really stands out to me. I've always been a Josh Green fan. I've always, I've been waiting for him to blossom. Um, if I ripped this Rotowire uh, pullover off my body right now, you'd see that I'm wearing yeah some Dallas Mavericks year. So 
I'm a, I'm a Josh Green supporter. I don't have any Josh Green shares anywhere. I think he's a nice flyer tonight in DFS. Uh, I think he's a good streaming option in fantasy. And if you're in a deep league, you know, 14, 16 teams, those 30 minutes in game one are telling. And I, I could really see him going off uh, at some point in the next couple of games. So uh, right. I, I like, I, I smell what you're cooking here, Jonas. Yeah. And there's one more thing too. Like we know Luca, we know Kyrie, they're going to miss games, right? They're probably going to play 65 plus games. If they're lucky, whenever they sit, who else is going to score on that team? Like Jason Kidd doesn't trust Jaden Hardy right now for whatever reason, as good as Hardy is like Josh Green's going to get minutes. He's going to get points too. He's going to get steals, threes, all that good stuff too. So if you have Luca and Kyrie, that's even more incentive to grab Mr. Josh Green. You know, uh, Jaden Hardy was cleared to play in game one on national TV against Wemben Yama and the Spurs. And then he didn't play at all. And I think after the game, uh, somebody said there was an illness involved there. So okay. I'm not sure that Hardy is completely out of the mix. I, I like Hardy as a pickup as well. Uh, Joni, she'll be happy to, to know this. Um, I drafted Cam Thomas. Really? In 30 deep. What pick? Uh, I intentionally took him and got, like, he was in my queue, and we got down to the later rounds of that draft, and I was like, man, I need Cam Thomas here. Cam Thomas is gone. I don't know who I'm going to draft. Somehow he fell to me. I got him. And then I put him on my bench uh, for week one. Of course. And put Jaden Hardy into my lineup. So I got the zero points uh on a night that cam thomas went off for an nba record by the way for an opening night player off the bench 36 points that's a 36 point decision there doc unbelievable it was a 36 point miss which is better than a 36 dollar or 36 fair enough hundred dollar miss but it was still costly fair enough all right, we have a couple more guys we want to hit real quick. Um, this one might be a hot take, but Killian Hayes, this is a guy that I have never really liked, to be honest. Um, but he started opening night. Um, he played really well in the preseason. Now, there was talk of him not even being in the rotation um, heading into training camp, but he was one of their best players in the preseason. Uh, played a good amount of minutes in the opener. Uh, and this is a guy that can play make a little bit. Um, his steal rate is really good. He can block a little bit of shots, decent rebounder. Um, what he can't do is shoot. And there's going to be nights where he goes four of 12, four or 15 from the field. So if you're punting field goal percentage already, I think Killian Hayes is a great grab. Uh, Monty really seems to like him. They want to bring Jaden Ivy off in a six man role, uh, for better or worse. We don't really know yet, but Killian Hayes, and I'm, I'm sure he's probably like two or 3% on ESPN. But in Yahoo, he's 6%, and this is a guy who played 30 minutes in the season opener, too. So he is readily available. Um, he's going to give you a boost in steals, blocks, assists, and rebounds, sometimes threes. So I like him as a very, very deep add if you need his stat set. How old How old is Killian Hayes? He's probably 23 now, if I had to guess. Is that it? Yeah, I would say. Man, I feel like he's just been floating around in the league forever. He's 22. Um, 22 years old. So Killian Hayes is a big reason that Jaden Ivey isn't doing much, right? Right. Or, right. Um, 
Can we talk about that for a second? Uh, sure. In my risers and fallers column that I wrote, um, some of my fallers, we've talked about a lot of the risers. We have not talked about Max Struess, though, have we? No, we haven't because okay, let's we've all talk seen the Struess show before, though, right? Yeah, but let's talk about it we when can. after after we do this sure. fallers bit. Sure. Um, so some of my followers that I've got are Jaden Ivey, 60% rostered in ESPN leagues. Jonas, I, I guess we'll keep this short and sweet. Are you holding or dropping Jaden Ivey? I would have never drafted him, to be completely honest with you. So I would drop if I had him. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Taylor Horton Tucker, 6.7% rostered in ESPN. Are you holding or dropping? He... Played 22 minutes and scored eight points and was highly disappointing on opening night. Honestly, I would hold just because the entire Jazz team seemed like they were terrible, apart from Lowry, right? And a, a couple of the bench guards looked really good too. Uh, but I would hold Taylor Horton Tucker just for pure upside. And I mean, last year, what, in the silly season, he was amazing, right? Some of those stat lines were just absurd. So for that reason alone, I would hold uh, THT. And he had a really good preseason too, by the way. He looked in the preseason. For yeah, sure. So and he's their starting game. he's their starting point guard right now. Yeah. And as I, I as I said with uh Noah yesterday, the Jazz Dunn got blowed out. Yes. Yes. Um Danny Gafford, are you holding holding without question, holding. center Danny Gafford? Yep, without question, I'm holding him. Okay. Uh Colin Sexton of the Utah Jazz. Drop city you, easily. Drop city. Yeah. You know, my son drafted Colin Sexton. And I think kids uh, who play 2K are like, ooh, Colin Six Sexton is a bucket. Yeah. Uh, but that's all he is. Like, he doesn't do anything else. He's 50% rostered in ESPN, which means he's probably like 70% rostered in, in Yahoo. He's a guy, uh, along with Jaden Ivey, I think, if you are looking to drop someone to pick up one of these hot free agents, uh, they probably fit the bill. Yep. Then before uh, we talk a quick, quick yeah. Max Struess, um, somebody who caught a lot of traction, at least uh, with Noah and I, right before the season started, was Bilal Kulibale, the Washington Wizards wingman who was a preseason steals genius. I, I think we're probably a year early on Kulibale. Um, yeah. He's going to have some good games this year, but he's a guy, if you took a flyer on Koulibaly, I'm thinking you can drop him for one of these free agents. Jonas, where are you on Koulibaly? I 100% agree, too, and he played 23 minutes, and the coaching staff after the game said, yeah, we're going to ramp him up slowly. We don't want to throw too much at him. So if not for the blowout, he was probably headed for 16 to 18 minutes, too, so keep that in mind. But, and he had three blocks in the opener. Yeah. Um, now, and he, this and could he, be like a Matisse Tybel situation where you have him for the rest of your year and he has like two blocks every now and then, you know, get you two blocks, get you a steal, but nothing else, right? So if it was me, I would drop, but what were you going to say? No, that that's it. Uh, he, he was a steals machine in the preseason. Right. Uh, tons of steals. There's tons of upside there. Like, I like Koulibaly. If I'm in a 14-team league, if I, if I had him in our 30-team league, I'd be super psyched. Right. Uh, right now. But if you're in a 12, 10 man league, I, it's just too early. I feel like 
I feel like this is a situation like in 1992, maybe when my my little brother, I I drug him to my fantasy baseball draft, and it it was a, a one of an auction league, and he's like uh, Chan Ho Park for a dollar, and everybody in the room started laughing at him, and then Chan Ho Park was a beast like a year or two later, but he was just a year year early, and that's where we are with Kulabali. Um, Max Struess. All yeah. right. The book on Max Struess says what, Jonas? He is a three-point shooter that does nothing else. And he's yeah. going to have a one big game every 10 days, and then you're going to forget about him. Like, But in the... Uh, go ahead. Uh, in the opener, uh, he had 27 points, seven three-pointers. So he he... He fit the mold right there, but he had two assists, a steal, a block, and 12 rebounds. How like that what the heck happened? What 12 the heck rebounds? Happened? That's astounding. I, I mean, can't wrap to, my head around it. We, we have to keep in mind, Jared Allen wasn't there, right? That'll never happen again. Like, how many times did we see this movie last year when Max Drews would put up 25 points and five threes? You'd pick him up, you'd stream him, and then he'd fail to score in 26 minutes and then get benched for Duncan Robinson, right? Like, we've seen this movie too many times. Yes, it's a new team, new situation, but it's the Tyler same Hero's gone. Yeah. So. Tyler Hero's gone. Duncan Robinson did put up numbers, though, so that is concerning. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, Max Drew's 12.8% rostered at ESPN, um, probably 22% rostered on Yahoo, I'm guessing. Uh, I I like it. I'm I'm. He plays for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Why am I talking about uh, Tyler Hero being gone? Um. Anyway, Struce very intriguing. Another guy that I was super high on is Bruce Brown, and uh, he came through with a career high six triples, twenty four points, bunch of stats. He's going to be a leader on and off the court for the Pacers. I think the Pacers are going to be the most shocking team in the East this season and i yes jonas i'm doing it i'm taking a victory lap after one game from you bruce should brown. you should he looked really really good and unlike denver bruce brown is going to have some users coming his way too so uh doc i want to end it with two guys to keep an eye on as your watch list guys and it's in utah jazz it is keontae george the exciting rookie and chris dunn i have no idea why those two aren't starting over jordan clarkson and taylor mm -hmm. horton tucker but I think big changes are coming because the Jazz were a total, total train wreck on opening night. So those two guys throw in their watch list. I think starting lineup changes are going to come within the week or two. So, Doc, last word, last words from you. Well, keynote, George. Yep. We started the show off with that. We're going to end it with that. I'm I'm glad to to know that uh I'm glad to know who he plays for, who he played for, and what he do now. Um and then Chris Dunn, like you said, I, if you've watched if you watched any of that jazz game and you've seen any footage of uh, THT, THT might have been hitting the Boris Diaw Big Macs this summer. Like he's a big yeah. dude out there, and he, he's not going to have great lateral movement to play defense. Chris Dunn's going to be more of a stopper for them. Coaches like stoppers. Um, I, I feel like Chris Dunn is is coming on. Feel like THT is kind of fading, but 
I drafted Taylor Horton Tucker in at least two leagues. I had him in FanDuel. I had him in underdog. Um, and he burned me in game one. He burned me badly. But he's the guy I'm not I'm not giving up on. He gets at least two more games. But I think uh, Keontae and Chris Dunn are definitely at least watch list guys, if not stash guys. Love it. Perfect. Well, I hope all of our viewers, readers enjoyed the show. Make sure to check us out on Twitter at Jonas Nader. You're at Dr. A. Follow us on Sportstopia as well. We're still growing rapidly. Um, and that's all we got. You guys enjoy the games tonight and have a good weekend. Great job, Jonas. Thank you, Doc. I was, I was looking for the uh, end broad.